one. And good afternoon or good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Nelson Sombrano here, Nelson J. Sombrano with Investing in America, your source for, guess what, information on investing in U.S. real estate, investing in income-producing properties. Um, today we have Angel Baez. Um, Angel Baez is the founder, CEO of Mortgage Direct. And um, pretty much we're here to talk about how the lending situation has changed in this COVID-19 environment, this coronavirus environment, specifically for people that are looking to get a very unique type of property. It is the uh, income-producing property, a duplex, triplex, or fourplex. And this is a very unique area because Uncle Sam allows a person to buy, it's as if it's their first time home, but they can buy it, not but, and they can buy it as if well, it's a residential property for them to live in, and it can also be an income-producing property. It can be a duplex, it can be a triplex, and a fourplex. So this is, uh, I consider it to be a hidden gem. Um, as a matter of fact, in the future, we'll be coming up with a course on this. This is a hidden gem on this. And we have Angel Baez, and Angel will be talking to us about the lending situation. So uh, Angel, uh, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you, Nelson. Um, Andrew, could you give us a brief introduction on your background and how you became a mortgage broker? Yeah, definitely. I started in 2001. I started working uh, for Flagstar Bank in Troy, Michigan. I started uh, in the wholesale lending department processing uh, mortgage broker applications. Then I moved up in the company into the customer service side and then the secondary marketing, understanding rates and the fluctuations and how we sell those those pool of loans to investors. And then I moved over to the wholesale account executive role where I was signing up mortgage brokers with the bank and training them on the underwriting, the guidelines, how to submit files, that process. And then over the years, I've just migrated over to the origination side. In 2006, I had ran a mortgage branch and then obviously the collapse happened. I stepped away from that side and I went into the title side of the business and basically was a sales rep for the title company and grew that that side of the business and i've gotten back into lending i would say in the last five years and i'm basically now i'm running a, a full-blown mortgage brokerage shop here in the state of florida excellent um i like the fact that you've been in the business uh pre-2008 and you went through 2008 um that is a huge huge thing that i cannot emphasize enough um, to folks, if a person is only known, an incredible market that only goes up, and basically whatever you do, you, you think you're a rock star, um, and they've never known a down market, a recession, um, that is a big, that can be a big eye opener for folks. Um, and I'm committed to making sure people understand things. Um, it's like Mike Tyson uh, would say, he says, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Um, very true. I sincerely believe we got Mike Tyson uh, com coming up on us. Mike Tyson when he was in his prime. So, um, Angel, like I mentioned, I'd like us to focus our call on people looking to purchase that first property um, or that first time home that's a duplex, triplex, or a fourplex. Um, how has COVID-19 corona changes? And can you give us an overview of the lending environment now? Okay. 
Um, I'll answer that in, in, in two parts. So how it works with purchasing your primary residence as a duplex, triplex, fourplex, uh, they're all looked a little bit differently. Um, when it comes to a, a two unit duplex residential property, income earning property, we can actually use the rental income in the second unit to help you qualify purchase for that home. So mm -hmm. it, it allows you to, to have a, uh, what we say in the industry, um, you know, more purchasing power so that let's say you qualify on a single family home, you would qualify for one for 300,000. You may actually qualify for a duplex up to 450,000 mm -hmm. rental income. So it allows you to qualify for more and it allows you to build equity. And the nice thing is, is through FHA financing, you can actually put as little as three and a half percent down. So what FHA stands for, it's the government backed mortgages. So federal housing administration, uh, those loans are fantastic for first time home buyers that mm -hmm. want to get to having an investment portfolio and you only have to live in it for one year. Mm -hmm. After one year, you can completely convert it to an investment property and you still get that amazing rate you got at only putting three and a half percent down on purchasing that duplex. Mm -hmm. Now, with triplexes and fourplexes, the stipulations change a little bit, the guidelines, they're more geared toward you being able to cover the full payment on the triplex and the full payment on the fourplex. Really? So that, yeah, what that would mean to a novice investor. Mm -hmm is that your income has to be enough to cover the entire mortgage payment of that triplex or fourplex, even though it already has rental income produced. But the beauty of it is you can still only put three and a half percent down. You don't mm -hmm. have to do 20 or 15, uh, like the conforming side. And the rates are amazing on that. And for example, on a fourplex in Broward County, uh, in South Florida, even Miami-Dade, Palm Beach County, a fourplex, you can go up to a loan size of seven hundred and eighteen thousand seven fifty. So you're talking about purchasing a, a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar fourplex with three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for wow. so you know that's a great program if you're looking to move into it, to move into one unit, rent out the others. I would a hundred percent go with the FHA three and a half percent down. It'll positive cash flow which is what all investors look for, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a great avenue to get your feet wet on owning a multi-unit home. Okay, so has that changed now in the coronavirus environment, in the COVID-19 environment, or is that still available now? Because that, this, this is our new reality. Right, so it's still currently available as we speak, right? So with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that's going on, it changes daily, right? So today this can be available. Tomorrow they may tighten the guidelines some. Mm -hmm. But what, what they have changed is the credit score requirement where before with FHA, you could go as low as a 620 credit score. Mm -hmm. Now requiring a 640 or higher. And if you're below a 660 credit score, you're and you're and your debt to income ratio, what debt to income ratio is, is it's your gross income divided by your expenses, including the mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. When your debt ratio exceeds 50% of your gross income, they wanna see two months reserves. Mm -hmm. okay. And on a fourplex, it's six months reserves. Wow. So, 
So with six months reserves is six months of mortgage payments in the bank. And the, and the reason they're requiring this is because of COVID-19, so many renters that tend to be in the service industry right now that they're unemployed, obviously with the updated reports that have come out and those people aren't able to pay their rents. And I've spoken to other investors that have multi-unit properties. They're having situations where their tenants, you know, especially if you're in a, big metropolitan area, like let's say Fort Lauderdale or Miami, a lot of them are servers that live in those, you know, restaurant workers, things like that, service industry, hotel. Um, they're now, you know, not able to pay their mortgage or their rent payments. Mm -hmm. so, so the banks are wanting investors to have enough cushion to carry them for a few months of not having rental income coming in. Right, right. So it looks like we might have a little bit of a some kind of a, a bleed situation there. Um, can can you give us a bit of an overview on the overall lending environment from what you're seeing? And because you've got FHA, you've got conventional loans too, right? Yes. So can you so, give us a, just a brief overview on on how that's going, and then we're going to kind of deep dive into some other areas. Yeah. So uh, conventional and FHA, we still have both products available. The the secondary market that purchases the majority of the FHA and conventional loans has condensed its market for FHA finance transactions because of the majority of them being the ones that usually go into foreclosure being FHA the secondary market has kind of tightened itself and is a lot more skittish on purchasing those where on the conventional side there's still an appetite but now that you know they're looking for more of the better polished buyer, you know, higher scores, stable mm -hmm. income, and mm -hmm. they're re-verifying income at the time of the day before closing, and they're re-verifying at the time of funding, where before it was verifying 10 days before you close. Now it's the day of closing. They want to make sure you're still employed. Huh. So, okay, so that's what's happening. And by the way, can you go into briefly a bit about the difference between FHA and conventional too for our listeners? Sure. So conventional financing is Fannie Freddie Mac financing. So those are independent agencies that offer financing programs for clients. Uh, their loan limits tend to be a little bit higher than FHA, right? So FHA stops at 373,000 where conventional stops at 517,000 for a single family home. Um, but yeah. So conventional is a little bit more tighter on guidelines. FHA is a little looser on guidelines. So FHA has higher debt to income ratios that they allow. And they also work with people that have had bankruptcies recently. Mm -hmm. Conventional has a longer waiting period for that. Mm -hmm. And the difference, the, the main difference between conventional and FHA is that conventional, you have private mortgage insurance whenever you put in less than 20% down. But over a 10-year period of time, or as equities rise in the properties, the mortgage insurance is removed. With FHA, because it is a government-insured-backed loan, that has mortgage insurance for the entirety of the loan for the full 30 years. For, for FHA? For FHA, correct. So FHA PMI never goes away. Never goes away. And, and, and by the way, I'm sorry I use an acronym. I like to always... Um... In the military, you just go acronym crazy. PMI stands for private mortgage insurance. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And, and to make that simple for the everyday consumer, it's an insurance policy that protects the bank against you defaulting. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the government incentivizes the banks to give you these loans, even if you have moderate credit or have high debt, but they insure it so the banks don't actually technically lose on it because it has an insurance policy in case you default on the loan. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's the, uh, the last one, which uh, it may or may not apply to some folks, uh, the VA loan. Correct. Mm-hmm. So with the VA, it's, you get 100% financing if you are eligible for VA funds. And the interest rates are fantastic. They're right there with, uh, with the FHA rates. I, I know pre the pandemic, I was quoting 2.875 on those 100% financing. Mm-hmm. The only thing they have to have is funds for closing, but they can always ask the seller to contribute towards closing costs and minimize their expenses. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, all so, for veterans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so uh, that's a fantastic program. Uh, and I'm a veteran as well. So um, and just, I'll put a plug in for my course. In the future, we'll be talking about that and we'll have a nice matrix out there. Um, Angel, I wanted to ask you, because right now we're, we're deep diving into this. I, I would venture to say we're going into a recession, okay? Um, and then the question now becomes is we, we, we hope for the best, we're going to plan for the worst. How could a buyer who, in this case, would also be an investor, when you're looking at a duplex, triplex, fourplex, you become by default an investor. It's a very intentional decision. Um, how can that person put themselves into the best situation so that 90 days from now, 120 days from now, a year from now, they can have success uh, getting a property at the closing table. What should they be looking at doing now? So as an investor, what I would be focusing on right now is making sure that your cash flow is there, that your assets are in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have any credit issues, I would, really focus on improving those, um, whether it's paying down credit cards under 30% of the credit limit, making sure if you get any medical bills, if you can't afford to pay them in full, call them, set up a minimum payment plan. Otherwise, it goes into a collection account that it reports on your credit. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's, it's about saving up assets and having, you know, building good positive credit Mm-hmm. and trying to stay away from the forbearance programs that are going on right now with, you know, pushing back payments, things like that, because that will reflect on your credit report. It won't reflect as a 30 day late, but it will reflect that you did ask or petition for assistance to give you a break on making payments. And that basically discloses to the lenders that you had income issues during that period. Because what you're saying is, is that it will not show up on your credit report. It will not ding you on the credit report, but what will show up is that you ask for this forbearance and the bank is going to make an assumption. And what they're going to assume is that you had a problem with your income. And for that, they're going to ask for extra, what would you say? Well, the, the, what we experienced before, so for example, with the last hurricane that we had that really hit Florida pretty hard, um, there was all types of commercials that were going out saying, hey, contact your lender, you know, get a break on your mortgage for two months because, you know, the hurricane being out of work or whatever the case may be. Um, and it, it's basically, that was a loan modification. It was a forbearance. 
But any client that came to me that took advantage of that, they had to have 12 months of on-time payments post mm -hmm. that agreement mm -hmm. show that everything was fine before they could get a loan. So if, if, for example, obviously we're using the word forbearance. So what does forbearance mean? Forbearance means uh, it's basically an agreement that you go into the banks and they understand that you can't make payments right now. They're not going to report you 30 days late or 60 days late to the credit bureau. What they're going to do is they're going to roll your payments back those two or three months that they're giving you off. Mm -hmm. So instead of your mortgage being paid off, let's say, you know, uh, 350 months, now you're at 353 months. So you just extended right. your, your loan out three months. Uh, and, you know, obviously you're accruing interest during that period, but it doesn't negatively impact your credit report. But all the banks, when they go to do a refinance, if you're trying to pull equity out of your house to buy a fourplex or buy a triplex, if they see that you had that forbearance, it's going to negatively affect you. They're going to want 12 months on time payments. Mm -hmm. And does it make any difference if you're refinancing with your present bank or you say, hey, I'm going to refinance with another bank? Does that make any difference? It won't make a difference because it's going to show up if they report it how they did before, when we go to order the mortgage payoff or the mm -hmm. payment history, it's going to show that there's a three month skip period. Uh -huh. And they're going to know you went into the, the pandemic, you know, the, the program. program. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they're going to say, we need 12 months. Okay. So now that we're talking about the CARES program, uh, the CARES program is the, basically the Corona stimulus plan. Um, first time in history, it's offered to just regular people, not, not bailouts, just the corporations. Uh, anything you would like to add on that as it applies to buyers, investors, uh, people that are looking to get into the duplex, triplex, fourplex? Okay, so it, it, it's gonna affect it in two different ways. One is with the CARES Act, they've completely removed any requirements that they had before for anybody needing to apply for a forbearance for the mortgages, where in the past, they would want you to show proof that you had lost your employment, mm -hmm. that your income had decreased, that they cut your hours so that they would approve it. With the CARES Act, the government completely eliminated. You don't even need to have an excuse. You can still be working, you can still be earning a six-figure income, and you can mm -hmm. contact lenders, your creditors, and ask for a forbearance for the three months, and they all have to approve it. Mm -hmm. So. The problem with that is obviously we, we live in an economy where everybody's always looking for an opportunity, but right. if, if everyone was to take advantage of that, mm -hmm. we would completely collapse our economy. Right. So picture banks still having to pay out insurance policies. They're still paying property taxes. Mm -hmm. None of that mm -hmm. stops because you stop paying. All of those bills still get paid out. So you're talking about putting all of this heavy weight on the banks to cover all those expenses without receiving any income. Mm -hmm. it, it would completely collapse the financial market. So how, so for an investor, you're thinking that's fantastic. I'm going to be able to buy a fourplex, a, a duplex, a triplex at a discounted price because of all the foreclosures that are going to happen. The decreased values because of mm -hmm. that. The problem with that is you're going to have limited lenders that are going to be even lending because of the collapse. 
So mm-hmm. the guidelines will become even tighter, harder, and it will be very difficult for people to get financing to purchase duplexes and fourplexes and triplexes because of that. So we don't want to collapse the financial sector. We want to keep it positive and healthy. So unless you've lost your job or had your hours cut, we don't recommend taking advantage of the CARES program because it just would put our economy in a place where, it, I mean, we're talking another depression. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is big picture, it would put us in a depression. And breaking it down to the individual level, that person, it would potentially throw them back 12 months to buying a property. Correct. Okay, so it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it rolls downhill. Okay, so we're continuing to talk across here what a buyer can do, right? What a buyer slash investor can do. Um, and again, duplex, triplex, fourplex. Can the down payment or can they partner up with someone that can provide the down payment and or a person be a co-signer on the credit? So, yes, somebody can be a co-signer on the credit to purchase the property. So with FHA, you can have a, a non-occupying co-signer, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, you can also, with FHA, you can need, the down payment can be a gift from a family member. So it, a family member, spouse, anything like that. Um, but if, if you're both on contract to purchase the property, then the down payment can come from the other person on the contract and they don't have to go on the loan, but they would go on title to the property. So they would be 50, 50 owners, but one person would have the liability of the mortgage. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, could you, you know, we're, we're going along in here. What, what, um, you know, and we've covered a lot and I think maybe we'll have another episode. We talked just about VA loans. Um, what exactly, again, is the difference you say between a mortgage broker, a mortgage banker? Would you share those differences? So the difference between us is if you're a mortgage banker, you specifically have a captive audience and, and you're captive as far as what you can do as mm-hmm. a mortgage banker you work for chase you work for wells fargo um you know one of the hundreds of banks that that we have you offer their specific portfolio of products that they have available mm-hmm. some of them are, are traditional products fannie freddie some of them are portfolio held by the bank you have fha va that they can offer but their guidelines tend to have overlays that the bank places as far as the type of client or the type of loan they want to offer Mm-hmm. Mortgage broker, I basically have a plethora of lenders. I have over a hundred lenders that I could send your file to. Mm-hmm. So one lender may have overlays that won't allow me to take your file there, where another lender will allow me to take it there. And also I can shop your interest rates with multiple banks versus only sticking with what Wells Fargo has or Chase has or Bank of America has. I can literally look at all of the lenders and say who will give my client the best rate. And I can shop that with just running one credit report versus you as a consumer going to Wells Fargo, going to Chase, going to Bank of America. You're getting your credit report ran every single time you go to a different institution versus a broker. It's one report and I shop your file with multiple lenders to make sure I get you the best deal. That's Mm -hmm. the difference. Okay. And um, which was, which, excuse me, which does make a big difference. The, 
And when you're saying overlays, you mean bank requirements, right? Their own internal requirements. Correct. Yeah. It basically, they have Fannie Freddie guidelines mm -hmm. that they have to follow. But on top of those guidelines, they say, hey, we don't want anybody with less than a 660 credit score. Even though Fannie Mae says they'll take a 640, we want a 660. Mm -hmm. And, you know, debt to income ratios, they can say, we don't want anybody exceeding 45%. Whereas a broker, I can take you on FHA up to four, up to fifty-seven percent. Where if you went to the bank, their cap is forty-nine percent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you have the different requirements, different areas, and that gives you more flexibility. Um, Angel, we're, I wanted to ask you, as you know, we're working in this new environment now. Some people are going to be working from home more often. Uh, some people may not be working at all, um, but I'm always looking for tools, techniques, uh, programs, and programs, I don't mean just a computer program, program could be how we train ourselves. Could you share a kind of personal success habit uh, or routine that you're doing now or that you're starting to implement now in this COVID-19 era? Uh, a few different things I'm doing. Uh, one of them is, uh, for my personal business, is I've set up a CRM system to kind of automate some of my work so that I'm not bogged down. Uh, it does a lot of my emailing and texting for me. Um, I, I've joined a website, MBS Highway, which for a lot of investors, um, it may be a good one to follow if you want to follow the market as far as lending, what's going on. Uh, it is a subscription, but it's very informative. Uh, most of us loan originators, uh, we use it for our information, but a consumer looking to stay on top of the market, know what's going on on the lending side, mm -hmm. it may be advantageous uh, to take advantage of that. So I use that on a daily basis. I get alerts when, when the market's shifting. I get news updates on what's going on. And then I'm posting those on Facebook so that people can see what's going on in the market. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, I'm just, you know, just, just trying to stay on top of it, reading guidelines every day and just watching to see what happens, you know, watching the news. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's very important to be able to stay on top of things. Uh, and I want to emphasize to the listeners also to get themselves into the strongest position possible uh, for, for what's going to be coming on ahead. Um, and, and Angel, ha have you um, any kind of aha moments that you can share with us here as we're, as we're wrapping up? Yeah, I mean, what I'm, what I'm seeing a lot of what's going on is a lot of people are concerned whether or not you know, they should take the equity out of their homes, whether or not they should invest in other properties. And the, the, the aha moment I'm seeing is that with rates being as low as they are, it's a fantastic time to invest and, and acquire property, whether it's today, whether it's two months from now, whether you want to wait till the market shifts. Um, my biggest, you know, aha thing that I, I've been able to do is I've been able to repair people's credits and get their scores high enough in the middle of the process to get a transaction done. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to do some of that. Um, and then with, I'll give you an easy one. So if you've been self-employed for more than five years, mm -hmm. I can go off of your most, your most recent tax return versus if I take you, and that's with Freddie Mac, if I take you with Fannie Mae, which 
they're automated underwriting systems. But if I take you Freddie Mac and you've been five years self-employed, I can use your most recent tax returns. I don't have to average it. Where Fannie Mae, I have to take your last two years and I have to average that. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of helps people qualify for more. Um, that would probably be a big one that I picked up with the automated underwriting systems. Okay. Well, good, good, good. Um, Angel, how can, uh, how can people find out more about you? How can they reach you? Uh, it's easy. There's a couple different ways they can get a hold of me, but uh, I'll keep it simple. Uh, they can email me at angel, A-N-G-E-L. I like to spell it out. Sometimes people think it's angle, math angle, at yourmortgagedirect.com. And it's your spelled out. So it's angel at yourmortgagedirect.com. And you can also reach me at my office, 954. I'm sorry, not 954. Let me correct that. I recently changed it. 754-206-9744. So 754-206-9744. And you can get a hold of me anytime or check out my website, yourmortgagedirect.com. Mm -hmm. And can people follow you on Instagram as well? Correct. Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. It's Mortgage Direct. Um, on Facebook, it, I'm on there. You can look me up, Angel Buys Jr. Uh, I think it's Real Estate Finance, Real Estate Financing Specialist. But I'm on there. So. Okay. All right. Well, um, Angel, thank you very much for your time, and uh, greatly appreciate it. And we look forward to having you on again. Uh, in the near future as a guest. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye.